0: So we're we're uh, welcome to the recruits. Yeah. With me is Jason. Hello, uh, and Mike. And we are currently in the pub because Mike's a television star. Is that right, Mike? absolutely correct yeah. <laughs> Mike's game park um, uh, at your place on mine on the late kick show and um, there are cameras around us Mike this is scary uh,
1: I think it's only scary for the viewers I don't think it's necessarily scary for me um, obviously sat next to Jason with two uh, yeah, like games of snooker I'm
2: worried <laughs> right about the amount
0: of glare that's going to come off the lights and <laughs> us sitting next to each other it's going to be scary today we are wet to head to, to Watford for uh, the first or our last eight games of the home season against Burnley return uh, of Sean Deich um, and And we're going to hook up with Curtis, our very favourite American who we met uh, through the podcast uh, and get his views on what it's like to be a Watford fan at a distance. Plus, uh, we're meeting Mike's uh, co stars. Stars. That's the word, yeah. Yeah. stars uh, on his uh, little escapade into television. Lots coming up uh, on these new, slightly shorter, uh, but more frequent, from the Rookery Inns. That's exciting, isn't it, Jason? Isn't it?
2: A podcast made by Watford fans.
0: And before we actually carry on the podcast, uh, we'll obviously turn to Sean Deitch. Uh, We've got to grab him after the game and hit on his return to Vicarage Road. So uh, that's coming up also.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the Rookery End.
0: For those of you who haven't been following us on Twitter and Facebook, you might not know that Mike has been taking part in a little feature on Late Kickoff, the BBC's Football League programme that goes out. Uh, the BBC's Football League regional programme that goes out on a Sunday night very late. Depends how early you go to bed on a Sunday. Uh, he's been going around to Gillian to, to visit Gary and to Leyton Orient to visit Karen. And today they are both coming to Watford. Uh, and uh, well, this is what happened in the pub when uh, we chatted to Gary and Karen. You're about to witness the Watford match day and uh, you come from, uh, from different clubs and you, I suspect you've been to a lot of away, away grounds. What, Gary, start with you, what yep. makes a great away day?
3: I would say the atmosphere when you go to the away grounds. You know, it's always very hostile, normally towards the away fans. We probably come in our hundreds rather than thousands and we try and make as much noise to get our team going as we can. You get
0: you you're on a away technically, uh, um, but uh, an away Sporting supporter. for today though, surely.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I want <laughs> to see you win, win to today. <laughs> today.
0: <laughs> is is it something you're going to be looking out for into sort of, to complete your match day away day match day experience? You
3: know, it's a full house today. Is that right? It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So the atmosphere should be top notch. Well, it should be.
1: I've explained already about the three-sided ground, haven't I? <laughs>
3: yeah. So yeah.
1: one side of the ground is completely sort of empty. So it's full house. What, what would you call it? More a uh, was it in Try,
0: Stadia. Not gambling, man. in poker?
1: Oh, no, a, not, what's, not what's, a, full House. No, below Full House. A straight, yeah, straight. like a flush, maybe? <laughs> a flush, with that. Every ticket is sold, though, basically. But yeah. uh, So, hopefully, I mean, what we were, what we were saying is that it's, uh, no, it's the last eight games of the season and Watford have got something to play for for the first time in a long time, so we're hopeful that... The Watford fans will get behind them and really push them on. So hopefully we'll see a good atmosphere, hear a good atmosphere,
0: haven't we? You? Uh, you, you we saw uh, when you were on the television and you, you were the host uh, for, yes. the, for the, this uh, feature, uh, and you took them to the supporters club, and we don't yes. have a supporters club at Watford. What difference do you reckon that makes to getting everyone ready for the, for the day?
4: Oh, I think it helps massively because, you know, they come in and they drink their real ales and it gets them in the right mood for football.
1: It's not just a supporters club. No, it's a camera-affiliated isn't it? It's What's ca- that mean? It's a
4: camera, which is the campaign for Real Ale. Right. It's um, a camera award-winning supporters club. So
1: not your fizzy lagers. Yeah, no. uh, half a pint of Fosters or Forex. Proper beer. Yeah,
4: no, it's proper Real Ale. We've won um, countless awards from like East London and City Branch, and then we've gone on to win the Greater London Award. And we are currently in the final four for the national National Club of the Year. It's not just football clubs; it's social clubs as well, like working men's clubs and things like that.
0: What so. would you prefer, promotion or winning <laughs> the best ale person in the world?
4: Well, I think the best ale one's a foregone conclusion, so I'd go for <laughs> okay, <a> promotion.
0: Okay. <laughs> Excellent. And um, what 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 do you love about your what's your, what's your favourite thing about a uh, home game at uh, Orient?
4: A home game. I I enjoy working in the supporters' club as I do. You know, I enjoy meeting all the different people, so all different ages, shapes and sizes. And um, yeah, no, it's. I just love my football experience, whether it be home or away. Okay,
0: Jason. We, they say uh, we mentioned already that we've got this. We've got yeah, you know, we're seventeen thousand. Hopefully, there today, and i might be pushing it. But go on. Well, <laughs> I don't know the exact the, the details. The, the TV cameras have
2: £10.
0: <laughs> 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 ten pounds. 10 pounds well, so, yeah. Is that going to make a big difference at Watford?
2: It's hard to say that because we. we we struggle to create an atmosphere at Vicarage Road sometimes, and if it is sort of the, the family orientated atmosphere they're talking about, then we might get a lot of Watford going on,
4: <laughs> um, which we get it from top, yeah. yeah, slightly higher well, wrong with
2: but that, of but Next what we'd hope for is yeah, is is a, is a good game of football. The the boys playing well, so that there may be some new fans in today and if they can get behind the team then uh, yeah it may be better than usual I was
1: reading in in, in Martin Allen's programme notes when we were at at Gillingham and he talked about the atmosphere at uh, Priestfield and he said um, that he doesn't buy into the fact that he doesn't uh, he doesn't agree that the supporters should get the team going it should be the other way around the spectators don't have a responsibility to to get them get the team going it's the other way around the team have to perform and then the, the supporters have to react and I kind of go along with that especially Jace alluded to the fact that at Watford we are quite not quite you know we get we get going a bit but it's not a you know it's not a seething uh, a broiling uh, passionate sort of Pit of noise, is it? It
4: sounds um, like it's very much like like Norian. You know, we get behind the team when they're playing well, yeah. but you know, it's like you say, you know, they need to help us generate the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. You know, sometimes. something
3: needs to happen on the pitch, yeah, whether it's a, a, a referee's decision or whether it's a close penalty call or something like that, or a close chance. You know, someone, you know, getting a, a close. Yeah. shot on goal yeah. or Need something like that yeah. something you know keep keeper making a fantastic save
0: yeah. but but as a pessimistic fan there Mike yeah. um, the, the, the important thing is that if things go wrong yeah. that a big crowd doesn't make it go yeah. worse
1: well, it's, but it's very difficult isn't it big crowd a lot of expectation there's been the international break we've had a, a week or so away from, from watching Watford again everything's at stake win today and we go second so It's football fans are are quite difficult to please, as we all know. You know, we all support different clubs, but we all got high expectations. We all want the best for our club, Um, and when things don't go well, it's very easy to sort of just feel a little bit deflated. Um, But we're before the game at the moment. We've just got to say, come on, we can do it. The
0: good thing with this year is Watford have a much more. um, I think we believe a little more in the in the quality of our team, and if we even gone behind, I've heard a, a rise in that in that stadium the Sheffield Wednesday game I think is a great example of that when uh,
2: we, we'd started winning that game a few weeks ago Sheffield Wednesday 1-2-1 in the end didn't we guys we uh Started well, but then a, a defensive goalkeeper mistake has, has cost us a goal. We've gone behind, we've had to make changes at half-time because that gave Wednesday loads of confidence and we were up against it for the rest of that first half. So the change had been made at half-time, Forestieri came on and, and, and didn't we really look so much better for it second half? And the crowd really did start to get behind the, the team um, that day. And, and I think that, that certainly helped... Uh, it, it, it seemed to, to make a difference on the pitch I don't know about you but yeah. you can see the, the, the passion in the team when we scored that first goal that Cassetti flick on first year at the back post we've been vilified in the press for all these loan signings and there's no passion in these loan signings you saw the reaction when they scored the goal the, the, uh, our, yeah. our, our, our loan signings uh, they were definitely out for it as was the crowd um, we, uh, it sounds a bit cliche so we all came together as one yeah. but there was definite, definitely something That's in the atmosphere cool. that night
1: yeah, I think um, I think we spoke. We're lucky enough. We do player interviews. We do. We try, tend to try and do one every month. And the last, the most recent one we did was the goalie, Manuel Munia. And we asked him about what he about the crowd and whether he, whether it actually made a difference and whether you can whether you can hear and and how much of an impact does it make. And he was absolutely adamant. He said it makes a massive difference. And I think you kind of forget that, don't you? Because. You go along and you want to be entertained and you wanna win.
4: Does he sometimes try and conduct the crowd though as well? Because sometimes if our crowd is getting a bit low and so sort of, you know, wants to generate a bit of passion our Jamie Jones he's sort of you know he's yeah. there to come on you know sort of sing up a bit type thing yeah, no, he doesn't necessarily do that so yeah. much
1: no. and well, I I don't think he it...
4: feels that the crowd input is that important yeah. you'd think that maybe he would maybe try and sort of yeah. generate something as well you I
1: know? think a lot I think what the, what of the Watford players have noticed is that the away Gary you were talking about the when you go away you make a lot of racket and a lot of din because you sort of it's we a try din. and make it a home game yeah well yeah yeah, yeah but a home game you're
4: all spread out all over the place aren't you exactly, in an away yeah. game you're all put together All the yeah. singers they're all together as yeah, such, right. aren't they? And it's I think in a way games far better than a home game sometimes. So Watford,
1: what Watford have actually done is for the, so the next game after this is Cardiff, so another massive oh, wow. game there, top of the top of the pops. But they've made it unreserved seating. Down one end because at the moment it's all we've got to see. Digging sit where you have to sit, and they made it unreserved seating down one end so that everyone can sit. You know, if we were going together, yeah. we can just sit where we want and you can you get a good old sing song going. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that he They specific he was that it made. You know, he's played in Champions League finals, and you know he's played big big games. And he's someone who's been there and done it. For someone to say, yeah, it really does make it an imp- it's important to the me. The crowd
3: sometimes yeah. brings confidence to the players. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then the players relax more yeah. on yeah. the ball.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's like our recent game against South End at home in the Johnson Paint final. You know, I think that the Orient supporters were really nervous and I think our nerves transferred onto the pitch yeah. South then scored that all-important away goal and that was it, you know, that's what screwed us for the for the second leg
0: Was that the goal scored by Watford's British Sambolonga?
4: Yeah, was it a Sambalonga that scored? Yeah, um, I, I, I
0: think thinking. Oh, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> OK, my, my, I'll take your score down slightly then
1: <laughs> Well done, Kerry, for bringing it back to Watford though. Yeah, well done, yeah <laughs> She's can be a co-host Charles, any time day, Incredible stuff
2: From the rookery end.
0: It's exciting, Jason. Uh, there's some of the best things that we've done in this podcast is meet lots of new people. And one of our favourite people we met was Curtis from Denver. It is indeed, and would you believe he's standing with us right now. <laughs> Curtis, how are you? Good, good, thank you. And Now, you, uh, you're a bit of a
5: lucky charm for Watford. Yeah, that has been my history so far. have uh, been... Five matches now. I have yet to see them lose. Uh, I've Seen a couple of draws, but mostly wins. Okay, that's perfect. So we're. It's, it's today's gonna be positive, Jason. It is gonna be positive. We're gonna win. There's absolutely no
0: doubt about it. I've never been so sure about any Watford game this season as <laughs> today is gonna be a win. And uh, Curtis, we you, know, you get up. Every, what time do you have to get up on, the, on, a, on a Saturday to listen to Watford in open uh, Denver? Seven a.m. Seven a.m. So you get up. You listen to Watford. How has it been, a, a remote Watford fan this season?
5: Uh, well, it really sets your day up. I mean, a, a win—you've got the rest of your day ahead of you. You're happy. Uh, after a loss, you're really too early to get drunk and <laughs> wall, wall away your, the rest of your day. So, it really sets up how your rest of your day and weekend goes. To be honest, but uh, it's fun—fun fun to be part of the, the community, especially uh, through online means. But it's also very difficult uh, to be honest because they don't—they're not on TV a lot in America. You don't get a chance to really see the all the names and people that are in live and this is one thing I'm very excited about being here today is get a chance to see some of the names, Cassetti, Vidra, those guys live. Having a chance to see them things that are our success this year, a couple times on TV, they have some live games, but still it's not the same no. as sitting in the rookery and uh, just really getting a chance to survey the field and kind of watch the moves. You know how T V kind of focuses in on one or two spots but really see the movement and the formation of yeah. the play. So
0: Yeah, that, that camera view is a little bit further away, you can yeah. see the bigger picture coming. Exactly. You? Who's your new favourite Watson
5: player? Um, well, I would have to say, uh, just it's easy. You want to be, had to be Vidra. I mean, how can you not? I because it was the first, really the first match I saw this year on TV. Okay. Um, I have my it slips and my name the team they played, but the breakaway goal, Broughton? yes, where it was, it looked like it was from Dini. and it looked, there's yeah. no way, there's no way in hell he's gonna get to that ball, <laughs> and he blows by him like there's like they're standing still, and just a, just a gorgeous goal, and I stood up, it was. <laughs> It was the most amazing goal I've seen this year. But granted, like I said, I haven't had a chance to see that many. So. You, uh, you've never seen the same manager twice. That is true. That is true. Um, That's actually, that changes today if you count uh, I am seeing Daesh again. Oh, that is true. <laughs> <Yeah. I> just, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> playing. Same what manager twice. Yeah, same what yeah. manager twice. <laughs> So yeah, I'd apologize to all Watford fans who <laughs> who, who love Zola as a manager. I'm afraid this might, if, if history holds true, this might be the last uh, last time I see him play. So. Uh, with, with, but with the with the pot sale. Actually, that made me I, that made me I, I may never come back again though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah, I mean. yeah careful. <laughs> well, the positive ones are negative. Yes. Um, uh,
0: are you happy with the with the with, the, with everything that happened? Yeah, could you how many how many Denver Hornets are there? There's about ah,
5: uh, there's. Four of us, four of
0: you, yeah. and you—you yeah, you go to those games. What, yeah. What's the chat like about the what, over the, the course this year with this potzos and the takeovers and Did Granada you know- and the loans?
5: You know, we're far away from the criticisation that we get um, from the British media, so we're generally very positive. We are very excited about the prospect, from a very selfish standpoint, of going up and being on TV all the time. Also, we are very positive on the idea of going up and walking around with all those um, a-hole Man United Arsenal fans <laughs> at the local bar and telling them to, uh, to piss off that, you know, we're with the big boys now and we're here to be reckoned with. But uh, beyond that, I think we're we're excited about the changes. Um, we were very disappointed with what we were seeing happening with uh, with Baz, and uh, which came more apparent when all the information came out afterwards. Yeah, yeah and, this, happening. and
0: even this month, it's even more and more and more. Yeah. And I think there's. Uh, some humongous sizes
5: of relief uh, again uh, with everything that's coming out and you know also gotta look from a perspective even though um two of the guys as jeff as you met before is Mm. from new zealand and paul is from england being in the united states there's a whole different idea of what franchises and sports teams are so this idea of having one owner that has multiple teams and sharing those resources is something that's not really unusual Mm. um in american sports and so we, to, to, at least to me personally, it seems kind of a natural thing that this loan system and, this, and the way that we're utilizing the resources across these three leagues to uh, improve the overall puzzle family team family is uh, is something that we are excited about and we talk about in much uh, very glowing terms. Yeah, yeah. well, like for you have that different
0: approach, like in, in terms of like the draft system that happens mm-hmm. in every sport, the free agency and the way the contracts sort of work. Am I wrong in saying that it doesn't seem to be? Loyal, any loyalty, really, in,
5: in players, or very f- little loyalty in American sports? I would say that loyalty in American sports isn't expected. Okay. Um, I, that's, that doesn't mean there isn't. There is. There's a lot of players who are one... Uh, one man, uh, one team, their entire career, but uh, uh, it's the, unexpected. Yeah, because the
0: guy who won the Super Bowl this year, um, Ray. No, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis mm-hmm. this year. No, he had been with the Ravens Ray- for, his, his for a long, coach, long time, yep. and it was awesome. But also, like, but I the, think the only one I've liked in America football recently is Tom Brady, mm-hmm. who's got a brand new contract, which is technically less than he could yes. demand yep. to help the team. Mm-hmm. That's the
5: only one. I'm a big follower of America, football. The only one I can think of. Yeah, you see that a, a couple of times. Well, I mean, another major example is like uh, LeBron James in the NBA. Mm. He took less money to go to Miami Heat. Um, he clearly should be the highest-paid basketball in, in uh, the NBA, but he's not just because, you know, he wants to play on a team and has a chance to win, chance to win mm. and that's the same thing that Tom Brady is doing. You know, he wants to win, and you know that we only have we have salary caps, mm. as you may or may not know, which means so you only have so much money to go around, and so, you know, if he takes majority of the pie, then there's... Yeah. Less quality players around him yeah. um, to get the rest of that money. So it but, wasn't like he, and he, I think he signed us still about 15 a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not hurting, you know. Let's, Ooh, let's, can I buy my private check this year? Yeah, Yeah, I'm exactly. not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not uh, going to be in the welfare line, and you know, he still is married to a supermodel. Absolutely, so, yeah. she's not bad. Is so she, yeah. yeah, I'm not really, you know, he takes a, a few million dollars less, uh, you know, uh, you know more, you know, props to him because he didn't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's so he's not exactly hurting in the end. No, no,
0: no. We've got eight games left to go. Mm-hmm. Are we going
5: up? Yes, we are. Are we going Um, automatic or are we going playoffs? um, Well, I would, I have two answers to that. (laughs) I would like to go up automatic. I don't want the stress and trouble of uh, hey, the hey. playoff. No. But damn it, I'd love to I'd love to come back and be at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be at a victory at Wembley to go and up. And again
2: on, on a similar thing to earlier, we'd love you to be at Wembley because we then know we're going to win. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I would I would, but no, I would prefer if, if all things being equal to be an automatic promotion. Okay. And um actually I think I think you know the 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 run we had in January and February into that you know, that wasn't going to last for any of the season. No, no. This kind of this kind of, you know, uh, as I like said, you know, going off the boil, this loss of form at the time is only was only inevitably going to happen, and I tend to be the thought is that I would rather have to have that happen now yeah, yeah, and then yeah, have a yeah. h-
0: strong run in to the end of the season. Well, going back to the, the NBA. The, the Miami Heat have just finished a 27-game yes. unbeaten run, yep. and have now lost, which is the perfect time because they're probably riled them up ready for their big end of season. Exactly. Got to have ahead of them.
5: You know, at this point, because that, that, that's another uh, a good point is that because if that streak was still going, mm. the guys are still going to want to play hard, they're still going to want to win, they still want to keep the streak going. Mm. At a certain point, you got to start resting guys for the NBA playoffs. You don't yeah. want these guys playing 48 minutes. You know, with when you got the. the, the uh, number one spot in the playoffs locked up. You want these guys resting, but they want the streak. Now that's gone. You can start playing with your lineups more, getting some backup guys in, getting some key guys a rest for for what you really want is the winning streak to go into the playoffs yeah. and to the champions.
0: And hopefully, with the, the fact that we've only had a few, I and mean, we unfortunately Nosworthy's were injured on on uh, international League, Vidra played two sets of ninety minutes, but seemed to put his spark back. But I think that a lot, some of those boys. Maybe pointing towards Mr. Cassetti with his, uh, his uh, uh, gaining years. Mm. Uh, a rest and a recoup and a
5: refocus is exactly what we need at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that uh, it was what really what they needed the kind of break from the, the grind of the championship, the way to get away as much as uh, the team spirit that I've, I've at least I from a distance, have seen has grown and which I think is. Missed by many of British media and other uh, people around the country, there is a team spirit here. These guys, we have come together despite being loners, lonies. But um, I think that chance away, um, re- recharge your batteries from a football perspective, hear different voices, and then come back in and ready to play. I think is only going to serve us well coming into the push, final push.
0: Okay, well, we're going to be heading off to uh, to Vickery Road soon um, for what will be a win.
5: Thanks, Thanks, Curtis. You're welcome.
2: (laughs) Read the musings and ramblings on the podcast blog at fromtherookeryend.com Last week,
1: as part of the TV show, we were lucky enough to go and meet the Gillingham manager... It's slightly uh, daunting experience. We went into his office, and uh, mad dog by name, mad dog by nature. I think he, <laughs> it's not an accident that he got that nickname, but it was uh, it was good to have access to the manager. But guys, what sort
3: of access do you usually have to to staff and directors at your club? Is it quite open, or at Chillingham, it's not it's not so open. Our chairman pe- prefers to be a dictator, if you like, and what he says goes. Um, Would he like that if he's listening? I don't, I'm not sure that Paul Scully listens to him from the European <laughs> end, but if, if he does. Is he happy with being called a dictator? I think, you know, that that is the way he comes across, unfortunately. He dictates to his staff when the press can do their bit, when the staff can do their bit, and dictates really what the manager does. Sometimes we have fans meet the manager nights, and it's good to meet other fans and get the the manager's views on how, how it's going on the pitch.
1: The Karen obviously knows absolutely everybody in and around <laughs> Orient. But does everyone have the sort of same privileged access um, really to, to the key people at Orient?
4: I wouldn't say that everyone has the same privileged access. I don't think I have privileged access. Well, I can tell you, But at the, at. The, <laughs> <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, you know. I'm a shareholder. I go to the annual general meeting. I get to see the chairman, the directors, the manager and whoever else is there. And also being involved with the supporters club, I'm able, after the game, I go upstairs to the players' bar sometimes and sort of occasionally drag a player downstairs to the supporters' bar. Um, and like recently I got Kevin Lisby down to judge a Christmas jumper competition. Oh, that's
5: <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> awesome. awesome. But,
4: um, so, As a supporters club, what we do to try and involve the football club and the supporters club together, once a year we'll have um, a meet the chairman evening where we'll give tickets to the members for free of charge. Um, but you have to be a member to get one of the tickets for meet the chairman and also meet the manager. And we've also had meet the chief exec. So You, get, you
1: really get that feeling at Orient that it is a community club and that everyone to kind of sports Orient is in from the local area, which is... I and mean, this is a, a, a story for another day, but with the situation with the Olympic Park, that's why they feel it's you obviously feel it so keenly. Because Orient is Orient, you know, it's a Leighton is, you know, it's an Orient place, isn't it? And it's not like other clubs who who get their support from all around the different parts of the country, you know, Orient people are Orient people, aren't they? It's, I've so really I mean, got that. Most
4: of the people I find that are Leighton Orient supporters have got some connection to Leighton yeah. or surrounding area. Yeah. And yeah. the reason I've, you know, I mean, I've never lived in Leighton, but the reason I support late Orient is my mum was born two streets away from Brisbane yeah. Road. That's
1: so. why it's good you do those, you do have those nights, um, like meet the chairman, meet the chief exec. Because Watford do a, a thing, they sort of, it's like a little tour thing they do. They take the manager, the chief exec, and usually a player... And they go to pubs like this, or they go to sort of social clubs in the, in the area, and sort of all, almost like little satellite towns. Anyone can go and ask any questions, but there's no press there, and there's no media, and it's not recorded. So you can literally ask whatever you want. It's really sort of off the record. And our, well, our most recent one was the week just gone, previous to the Bowler game. And uh, from the rookery end, correspondents Jason and John went along. So
2: over to you, John.
0: Well, uh, thanks a lot, Mike. Jason and I are here at uh, the Croxley Green Community Centre for the uh, Watford at Your Place event. Get quite full, Jason.
2: It is. We're here
0: pretty early, aren't we, John? 25 minutes early. Yeah,
2: and already the, the seats are well taken up. I've cut the rows at the back. It's looking very full. And I, I recognise a few faces, some loyal supporters here. So, uh, yeah, good to see everyone down it.
0: And now, I've, this is the second one I've been to. You've been, you've been to one before, haven't you? Hey, it's the
2: second one that I've been to. But this will be the first one I've been to with the, uh, under the current regime, so uh, to speak. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, definitely looking forward to it.
0: And they are special events, which I don't think. Uh, I don't, actually, I don't know any other club that puts on this sort of event where the club actually goes out into the community and uh, reach out to fans. It will be interesting to see the, the tone of it. They're usually a bit more fun and a bit more relaxed than a, a normal fans'
2: form, aren't they? Absolutely, and, and hopefully that then leads to people sort of being feeling comfortable asking what some might perceive to be difficult questions, if they think, in, in that relaxed atmosphere that.
0: They'll get an honest response. Well, uh, we'll see what questions come up uh, and we'll have a, a bit of a chat after to see what, what we find out. The event's finished um, uh, after the have been around and we have a uh, chat some of the Watford fans um, about their thoughts about the event and uh, what they found interesting.
3: Oh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great that the um, manager and the board come out and talk to fans, that it's free. I think we should do it. it I love the fact that it's sort of small enough. Uh, people to get intimate, close to the club. I think
0: what what Watford's all about is being a community club. You're making people feel like they're part of the team, part of the club, you know, sharing the successes and it sort of, it it makes it different to supporting a Premier League side that you just see on the TV. I think they've been pretty honest. (laughs) I think
1: it's
4: great for the fans to get together and it's like really informal and to see sort of someone like you know all the players and that to come to sort of
0: like a little place like Clots the Green and, and the community centre I think it's great so and you got to ask a question how was that
3: good yeah I
0: think I think it's really good I think uh, Jan Franco has
1: been really as frank as he could be and uh, he's been very open and he's
0: answered most most of the questions you know very truthfully anything Anything? think what was the most interesting thing you've heard so far I think one of the interesting things was about the reserve system how they obviously don't agree with the reserve team structure,
2: It's under 21 thing as well. So I think uh, they were quite. It was quite interesting that
3: their thoughts on that. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the explanation that Scott gave regarding the embargo was something that you we wouldn't have been able to get from a, a newspaper article. No. Just something like that was really good. Um, I had a, had a chat in the break as well with Scott regarding if, we, if the club model be prepared to sell a player to fund the stand. Because my point of view is sell a player, build the stand. We've had John Barnes build one stand, Furlong built another, yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah, Dyer yeah. built the other. These players move on. We're left looking at it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Scott shot me down. And said that will never happen under this regime. Um, so the only way it's going to be built is if we get 17,000 turn up. I've done my bit. I've dragged ten people along.
2: <laughs> I thought I thought it was very good. I thought I thought they all came across very well as you expect. Tony so is a legend. Is the ridiculous to be fair? <laughs>
1: And, yeah, Duxby does come across as a better version than the, the, the chap Ashton that used to be there, doesn't he, really? <laughs> <laughs> he's not Ashton, so he's fine, isn't he? <laughs> very good, very informative. I don't, I don't give too much away, but then again, I guess that's the question, isn't it, from, from everyone? But all in all, pretty good, really.
0: Uh, so, Um anything uh, grab your ears? Yeah, I think the... Uh...
2: Scott got explanation of the uh, Regulation 19. Regulation well, 19. Stick on, said, Jake, stick on a I T-shirt, Stick on I think we should do with uh, with loophole on the back. <laughs> um, we we've seen different things in the press about um, the the embargo that's going to be placed on us or has been placed on us for, for transfers. Talking about you know, whether it's a full-on embargo or, or ratification of, uh, of deals by the Football League, only deal that we need to make. And he did go, yeah, go into the details on it. Uh, the fact that we actually had to go back as well and, and clarify yeah. that it wasn't a full on in bar, I didn't realise that. Um, so that was that was quite interesting. Oh, sorry, right. mate. Um, one other thing yeah. was Zola pointing out the fact that Cassetti had a future in the game as a centre back. Oh, I yeah. tell you, when he said that, I, I thought t- that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He thinking, did say, yeah. He did, he did he said, yeah, yeah. He, I could see him playing there in the future. And <laughs> I thought, <laughs> still? <laughs> as if he's a twenty-three. Just learning
0: the game, yeah. Like, yeah. One thing, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so there's clearly life in the old dog yet. One thing that in the first half came up quite a lot, Jason, was about the uh, the reserves and the 21s and how to develop players. And um, the, the uh, Zola sort of said, Yeah, uh, hey, you can see a future where there'd be a, a Watford B or these big teams have a B team somewhere, and then uh, Scott sort of. Um, sort of took that out saying he doesn't think that would happen and there was a lot of conversation someone else asked about loans and would we have a certain club we would loan our players to and they sort of said no we do want to limit ourselves Um, it it was nice to hear more information about that but it was still no clearer but then I don't think they can they they could be any more clear yeah I mean obviously there are things
2: they talked about there that are Beyond Watford's control, it's all about the Football League and the Premier League. Uh, like you said, Zola talked about the possibility of the bigger clubs having a B side in the lower leagues. I mean, you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona. I think their B sides play in the Championship, mm. and you could see that happening if if it did happen. that is that's the level where I think Manchester United B and Man City B and Chelsea B would play because they their, their B side would be that good enough. Yeah. Um, but like don't be said. You can't actually see that happening. Not, no, not no. sounds not a bit sounds a bit not in not in my backyard. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. It doesn't seem to be the English way. I think the English professional game goes down to, to quite a level. We've got 92 professional clubs in the in the Premier League football league. Plus, you've got so many more professional clubs playing in the conference as well, uh, and semi-professional clubs. The, the uh, yeah, the professional game goes a long way. In, in this country, and I don't think
3: these sides playing B
2: teams will be something that happen or would happen in, in this country. Not not in the next 10 or 15 years at least. But it was a really good, humoured event, wasn't it? Joe Lucanoni's excellent sense of humour with the, uh, the last question of the night. It did get touched on the subject about the possibility of Zola leaving. We've all seen it in the press that he is going to be the next Chelsea manager. Uh, And uh, Nani revealed that we do already have a plan in place. And uh, for those of you who weren't here tonight, you'll be pleased to know that uh, Mr Ian Holloway is being lined up to replace Zola
0: when he eventually goes. So we'll all look forward to that, won't we, guys? Hi, I'm Kechi Anya, and you're listening
2: to From the Recruiting.
0: Our competition to win Marvin Sordell's England Under-21 officially worn shirt signed continues. We've had many more entries since the uh, last time we talked about it, Jason. The first entry, uh, that we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about it's not right, but it's from Dr. Billio. He said...
2: Dr. Bilio, he said another go.
0: He said another go, because he, he was he? horrendously wrong in the last yeah. podcast. He well, says... Let's,
2: let's see how well he does this time. He's gone for Loaching Goal, Doyley, Mariappa, A. Taylor, M. Taylor, Smith,
0: Eustace, Yates, Cowie, Graham and Marvin. Michael, how many did Dr. Billio get right? Dr. Billio got... Eight, which is far better than his last guess. Remember, you can continually guess. You don't; it's not just one entry per person. Next, we've
2: got Robert Hart's rule, and he's gone for Scott goal, Doyley, M. Taylor, mariapa A. Taylor, Buckley, Eustace, Hogg, Kitely, Graham, and
0: Sordell. Gary, how many did he get right on that one? I think he scored eight. Yeah, you're correct, Gary. Well done. <laughs> the Gillian fan Gary knows exactly how many Marvin Sordell picked, and then the, the final entry we're going to talk about in this podcast. Is from, is from Matthew Gawley. Now, he's gone for
2: Loach, Thompson, Doyle, Mariapa, Taylor, Eustace, Buckley,
0: Cowie, Much, Graham, and Sawdell. And uh, Kevin from Leighton Orient, how many did he get right? Nine. You can enter as many times as you can. Now, Jason, I think we should give some clues. This is I a think, little bit hard.
2: I think we should do. Now,
0: they've all picked Johnny Eustace. <laughs> they have all picked Johnny Eustace. And are they right or wrong to pick Johnny Eustace? Believe it or not, they're wrong. They are wrong. They all agree on the same front two and the same goalkeeper, which is a good thing.
2: It is indeed, yeah.
0: One person in the entry so far in this episode has got the back four correct, but everyone has got the midfield very wrong. In fact, there's one player out of the 11 who hasn't been mentioned this month. And he was quite an important knee to us, wasn't he, Jason?
2: is a big word in uh, uh, Watford these days. <laughs> and, uh, and again, in this competition, it comes to the fore. that You're missing a big knee.:
0: If you want to enter, continue to send us entries. It, is, it isn't one person per entry. It isn't one entry. You can enter as many times as you like. Send us an email, podcast at fromtherookarean.com. Make sure the subject says Marvin shirts. We'll ask the 11 favourite players of Marvin Sordell that he played with whilst he was at Watford. And John Eustace isn't one.
3: From the rookery
6: end...
0: So you, did you um, did you go to the wrong door when you went to changing rooms or no not quite um, I,
6: I was greeted by a couple of staff Jonesy and Dicko and people like that so I, I saw them beforehand and then I must say I nearly walked past the dugout I must say that into them nice seats not so nice, <laughs> a nice seat. um, I, and I was stopped luckily by noticing Jan Broggsolo then moonwalked back to the, uh, the pitch yeah, looking a lot yeah, better yeah, this started. season um incredible isn't it. If only, eh? If only. <laughs> <laughs> you would have
0: played the ball on the floor much more, would you have done? Well, i i, I got
6: to be honest, I was quite happy with the way we played. Not early yeah, season, yeah. but later season. Yeah. Uh, we found a good way of playing, I thought. And, you know, went down to Cardiff, slicked it, played really well. Brighton played really well. So, so you know, people try and put, you know what Watford's like. You, if you kick the ball more than 30 yards, that's it, long ball. Yeah, end yeah, off, yeah, end yeah, of, end yeah. of story. Yeah. So, uh, so no, I mean, you know, I was uh, by the end of the season, the last, 20 games, I was really pleased with the way we were playing to be honest. The early season week was a bit rough and ready. Um, and it really changed around the Tottenham game, you'll all remember. Yeah, we're yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was more like how I wanted the team to go forward. And it sort of started to come together, as you all know. So yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you repay us with that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> well, well, man's gotta do what a man's got to do. You know, pleased, pleased with that? No, I'm I'm pleased uh, Not about Watford, of course. Uh, you know, I said to the press, they all they all want a story, you know. It's like I mean someone You know, they misquote you on everything. Someone said to me the other day, and this is how the school douglas, the press can be. Someone said, oh, what did you think of uh, Vidra getting their player of the year? And I said, fine player. I said, I'm I'm surprised, but only because I presume it'd be um, uh, Murray at Palace. You know, well known, been around, been doing it. So someone put... Deitch said Vidra shouldn't have been blown. Yeah. What a load of nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. You know, and it drives you mad. But, I mean, to be fair, we get a small dose of it. Imagine if you're Alex Ferguson, whatever whatever you say, mm-hmm. you know, gets banded about everywhere. So, But I just think it's a bit naughty. I think, No need for that. I've just addressed it in the press. I said, what a fantastic player. You know, I said, why did they try and assume that I was thinking different? Yeah. Um, and he said, wow, trust me, please, I want to play every week. <laughs> yeah, be but no, no. Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was a good day for different reasons, but not, not about the Watford thing. Just because, you know, we're trying to build something, and the main thing you can see today, we're building a mentality, and, you know, and we kept going. Yeah, is it cold up north? Very, very, <laughs> very cold. But then again, it's, it's been freezing everywhere lately. Yeah, so, yeah. I said, oh, I've enjoyed it, I've enjoyed it. The people there are gritty, and they're, they're honest, and they take your honesty back. So, you know, I I'll, love I'll that all day, as what, you can what,
0: imagine. What do you expect the championship from being from a, an, another club's perspective? Anything what new? Anything
6: well, I think Watford have been new because of the influx of, of European players. Uh, well, by players, actually, not just European. So that's changed the feel of it. Um, you know, Obviously, there's many social commentaries on that, um, something that I'm certainly not going to get involved with because I, I don't know, because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If, you, if you've got a loophole, I think everyone, we all talk about looking for the 1% as managers and coaches. Can we get something that'll help us? Well, you know, they've probably found a 20%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, you know that's that's a change. Uh, the money's changed. I mean, yet again, the big boys are really the big boys. You know, they really are throwing it around. Um, we're not in that position. You know, we're we're going to have to build a bit like last season. So, uh, you know, a little bit more, but not not radically. So we'll have to build uh, from within. And as you saw to the way you probably wouldn't know, but the left back's got twenty games, the centre half's got six games, and Ings has got twenty games. So these are young men, really. So I will say, there's more. They're not ready for the acceptance of that yet. You know, they're barely still uh, like thinking, and and sort of rightly so in a way that we're, you know, we want to move forward, big club, top end, etc. Um, I don't think they're quite ready for that. Whereas the Watford fans, I think, are come and say, "Well, look, we understand we haven't got the resources of everyone else, so we are going to have to build." So, so I think that's realigning slowly but surely, um, in a positive way, of course.
1: So, Sean, you've taken the wind out of ourselves today. I've got to be honest with you. Give us Watford fans some hope. What's going to happen to Watford for the rest of the season? Well, I
6: think the biggest thing that's changed, and I just said in the press, is. Early season, it was like, with interest and intrigue, wow, is that going to work? Um, especially after a sort of indifferent start. Then it was around, because these are decent when you're flying. Then it's kind of like, well, actually, they should do it. And I think I think that's what's changed. I think now people are saying, well, they should do it, because they look at the squad, they look at the players, they're now more recognisable to the sort of people of the championship, if you like. And most managers and coaches I speak to, well, they should do it now, um, you know, because you look at the strength of the bench. If you can have Vidra on your bench. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, most managers, he starts in every team virtually. So I think now there is that expectation and that's changed. And maybe, maybe that's, you know, just players feel that sometimes, you know, so maybe. But um, but I wish you all well. I wish the club well. You know, I've got no problem with that at all.
1: Likewise.
6: Cheers, right, I'm going to Thank you Mate. very much. Top class. Thank you very much.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans,
0: for Watford fans, from the rookery end. We've just seen uh, Curtis, Mike. Oh, yeah? Uh, he said, I said, how do you think Mike's going to react to that game? He said, pessimistically. Yeah, well, Mike, how
1: are you feeling? Um, very disappointed, I've got to be honest. I don't think that was our best performance by any stretch of the imagination. I think we looked at a team who'd had to change our back
0: lying around a little bit and we didn't have faith well, in our defence we didn't we've have we doing not a bit though we, at, um, someone said to me earlier on that's the one thing we've changed the most this season is our back line
1: uh, yeah I think, I think I was saying to, saying to yeah. Gary
0: that um, Bond I think is you know
1: much as I'm pleased to see a youngster come through I think he, he's an issue um, I, don't, uh, I don't think he's, he's made mistakes and I think they, there's no confidence in him he's now lost that's confidence that's the key
2: man. I think that's the key yeah he, he has made mistakes and I think the defence haven't got confidence in him and
0: I think that that think, shows and it makes a big difference. There was the a point in that first defending. half, though. Uh, uh, the second half, Jason, when you went, oh, okay, Bond's made his, mis- his one mistake. That's fine. He, Let's he move yes. on. For he threw the ball yeah, out, yeah. so that was yeah.
1: telling that because that was his distribution gone. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. after that, he was kicking it, and that's not how we that's not how we build. And we don't we don't get it forward quickly from the from the goal, from goalie. And uh, I think having been at Gilliam last week, um, Gary uh, Gary's team there uh, they've they've got film built their success on a solid defence. And they never seemed threatened, whereas here, today, it felt like we were, I don't think we were constantly under threat, but it felt like no, we were everyone around us said goals, there's goals the in this game, and, and as, it, as it turned
3: out.
0: Okay,
1: well,
3: what do you think? Well, it was a very entertaining game, obviously, 3-3. This, this
0: is the most goals we've had in any of the games you've been so far.
3: I'm not surprised. <laughs> I thought, you know, both defences looked very nervous especially uh, Watford's playing the three at the back, it showed that they hadn't been playing together and they weren't comfortable in playing a three at the back.
0: Massive weekend, Mike. We've got, we've got Hull on Tuesday and then uh, Cardiff.
1: Yeah, I mean... It you right about those? Worried. I think, do you know what? I think it's probably, if you're going to have to play someone after a disappointment like that, it's better to for it to be a, a big club, you know, to have something hanging on it and there'll be a big atmosphere and it'll be a big game. And they know they've got to come back, they know what they've got to do and... Uh, so I think it's probably one of the better games
0: to have after a disappointment like that. Jason, big, is this the biggest week of the uh, century? It, it is for Watford FC, I think. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, what, what, it, let, let, let's say uh, everything goes badly this week.
2: What's then, that mean? then we need to regroup and look towards the playoffs. Because I think at the moment this team getting into the, the, the high-pressure situation of the playoffs, they will struggle. They will they will not cope in that situation because they, they clearly look up against it. They're not... Defensively, we, we know we're, we're good enough, they're competent enough, but they're almost buckling under the pressure. Teams, when you go 3-2 three, three, up at home, you know the away team are probably going to come and have a go at
0: you somewhat to try and get that equaliser. And it's like they, they almost fear that that's going to happen. But Do you, do you think, though... We, we are in a position at the moment that shouldn't technically bear where, be where we should technically be for the the age of this team. Um, Is it a, yeah, you know, we we're f- not going to do. We're not going to be that sort of.
2: Yes, we. 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 we we're, not, you know, we're a young side. We've got.
0: I, mean, I don't mean a young age, but you know, in maturity terms of, how long of the, the team. Team's been yeah.
2: Together. Well, they've been together and they've 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 wiped the floor with some teams this season. So technically, they are. That good, yeah. So, so why shouldn't they be doing it still against Burnley? Is it are they getting to the point now where they're tired? Are they getting complacent? Are they just getting nervous? It, it, it could be any of those three things. I, I think it could be the last one. Nervous. Mm, I think they're getting a bit nervous, and that's why we we have seen high-scoring draws. We're conceding goals. You know, it's it's a shame because I think well, I still think the players are good enough to to be up there, challenging for that automatic spot, but. There's something in that team at the moment that, uh, that almost doesn't
0: want it. Well, I'm looking at this. If we, if, we, if we win the next two games, yeah, I'm thinking, brilliant, let's keep going. And I think they would they mentally would be in the right place and they would keep going. If we lose them both, I still think we've got the class and the ability to regroup and make sure that we get a good enough run at the end of the season because that's what you need. You need a good run, a good that's mentally it, yeah. run to go into those playoffs and to keep going. That's Sorry, what I go. we might not have. I've just seen the,
2: your place on one trophy. I'm, I'm literally yards away from oh. it. I'm, I'm, I'm we need shaking just... with excitement. Okay,
0: we'll, we'll see if, if Mike is the winner or if mm. Gillingham, uh, Gary from Gilliam or uh, Kevin from uh, Lake Norton is, is the winner. Will this be the only uh, trophy yeah. that Watford we'll win this season? Will Mike be responsible will, for it? Will, is, well, that, uh, I is that amazing? Be,
2: I, I, I must be honest. I've, I've heard from a, oh, from a source on the inside right. that Mike's scrambled eggs went up to scratch this morning. Oh, and I fear whoa, whoa. That, that, that the trophy could be heading to... To Gillingham because of that guy. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. We, we egg, saw, scramble next, scramble goals. Uh, it's who, the make and break of winning, isn't it? Was, it? Obviously, it was, it was um, a given that. Glenn Murray's 30 goals were going to win in the Football League uh, <laughs> Championship Player of the Year on Sunday wasn't it so and for Vidra to, to come from nowhere a, a low player uh, that just
0: didn't deserve to win it for, for him
2: to take away the trophy
0: it just shows you nothing is guaranteed in nothing football doesn't it nothing guaranteed um, uh, we're we'll back next week um, uh, for another little mini podcast I uh, hope you're going to catch up with uh, Jeremy Marks and uh, a few others to, to, to see how we feel after the most important week in the century, uh, the most important week in Watford's history this century. Um, that is coming up with a away game, the Tuesday at Hull, and then next Saturday, at uh, home to Cardiff. <laughs> Nervous. Nervous, but come on
3: yours.